Is this where I want to be? Is this where I want to end up? Feeling the stress and anxiety? Drama on top of drama. Can't get no sleep. Don't even eat. Is this the right mindset for me? Is this right for my mental? Is this right for me? Hello and welcome. This is Therapy Session with me, your girl Zodi, where we will be discussing different topics including depression and anxiety in today's society. So please join me, take a seat, and opening up in Therapy Session with me, your girl Zodi. Hello friends and welcome back to Therapy Session with me, Zodi. Hope everybody is doing great, feeling good, your mental is good, your physical, your spiritual, everything is fantastic for you on this day. Uh, please make sure that you guys do follow me on all my social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm on Snapchat, I'm pretty much on everything, so please make sure you guys go follow me on everything, because I am there, and I am here to listen. If you feel like talking to me, that would be wonderful. I would love to hear from you guys. If you like have any questions or anything like that, I would love to hear your stories and you know how your mental health is going right now. Yeah, so please, please hit me up so we can talk. But today, guys, we are going to be discussing the workplace. And how it, you know, affects our mental. I know it it affects mine a lot more often than it should. But let's, like, discuss the history of the workplace, everybody. So, the workplace basically started back in the 1950s. Um, where the office was pretty much laid laid out, you working in a you know plain office, nothing like um, like cubicle styles, and working like with phones and all that stuff and typewriters and all that, and it was it was pretty it was pretty much simple for people. And what I've noticed that is back um back in the 1960s the smoking culture became very popular because i guess you can say people were starting to be like anxious and depressed and all this stuff with all the workload that was going on back in the day so smoking became very very popular for them and it was something that everybody was doing also back then what i've noticed is that how how women were treated in the workplace um when it comes to men and women to me um, women obviously were treated like shit they were they were known to be like oh women should be in the household or you know making sure the house is clean the kids are taken care of everything like that women aren't supposed to be in the office working they're supposed to be at home and to me that really kind of took me off a little bit because I feel like women are very powerful um, when it comes to their mind and they have a say. So to say women should be at home taking care of the children, 
and taking care of the house and taking care of the husband and cooking and cleaning and all that stuff. It's not a woman's place to do that. Women have their own mindset of where they want to be in life, not just to say, oh, yeah, women need to be at home. But when when women were allowed to work in the workplace, they basically weren't allowed to do out of the extraordinary, be, like be a lawyer or a fucking doctor or be an astronaut. They were prone to be like secretaries or working at a uh, a desk typing. They didn't see women as being, you know, extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. Like, again, being a lawyer, being a doctor, or being a firewoman or a police officer. They didn't, they didn't see that from it. And that's one thing that kind of made me more observant how women are being treated or were actually being treated in the workplace. And to me, that can be depressing. So in, in my in my eyes, I see that looking looking at facts like that, it, it seemed like women were kind of depressed because of how they were treated in the workplace. And to me that obviously that's not fair to be especially as a human being. And when I say this, and I mean it in my own personal opinion, women gave birth to humans. Women gave birth to men. So the fact that women are being treated like shit, especially when it came to the workplace, and it still happens today, and I can say it does. I observe so much stuff. Women are treated like shit because I work in a restaurant and what I observe is the kitchen is a a boys club. And to me, that that's not fair because women have such potential of doing things, especially in a kitchen. Like women are known to be cooking. You say that women need to be in the in the household cooking, but you learn when you're in the kitchen, you learn from your mother how to cook. So to see women, not a lot of women on in the line in the kitchen like that, it kind of irks me. And um, where I'm at right now is I'm fine position where I'm at at my job because I don't mind doing stuff like that, but I just know my potential, what I'm, what I'm good at. But back to um, the workplace. Now, as I said, a workplace can be very difficult for those who are going through depression. And it also can be very difficult for people who deal with racism in the workplace. Um, so... Segregation, I mean, racism is always going to be here forever, no matter how hard we try to change it. And um, it's <laughs> it irks me a little bit. So there was one time when I had a job that um, required me, obviously, I don't know if everybody's dealt with this, but I, you know, had to, was working at a call center 
I'm pretty sure everybody at some point in their life was working at a call center. But the thing that really kind of irked me and, you know, kind of pissed me off a little bit when I was working in a call center is how the customers would treat, you know, black people over the phone and I'll, I'll, I'll be called a nigger or a nigga half the time over the phone. It really kind of pissed me off to the fact that I really, truly, honestly wanted to, you know, curse one of the customers out. And at that point, I really, I didn't really give a shit. I really didn't because I was at that point where I wanted to quit my job. And what I noticed at my, at my call center job, how my boss, um, he was black and he, to me, and I'm going to say this with the honest truth, he was sucking the white man's dick. That's, that's all I see it as. Cause he would treat his employees like shit. And most of us were black. So when COVID started, first started, they obviously didn't give a shit about our health at all. Because we, the way we were sitting is we were close-knit to each other. But, of course, we would wear a mask. But to me, as a person, it's like, okay, you got this, this disease, this virus going on, spreading. What, in your right mind, would not make you think, oh, my employees, I got to make sure that they're okay. So why not I just, you know, kind of send them home and they can work from home? Well, to me, that's just my mindset. But, and I'm going to say it, this black nigga decided to wait, what, like a year to let us go home during COVID. And it's been spreading widely. And to me, the, the whole company really didn't give a shit about our health because they clearly said that we were essential workers. And to me, I don't think that's fucking essential, the work I was doing. Either you let us go home or I'm going to just dip out because this, this, is, this, is, this is retarded and I'm concerned about my health, what I could possibly get. Y'all obviously didn't give a shit about our health so you waited a year it's like oh yeah let's let's you know let's go ahead and send them home with their computers and whatnot and you know they can just work from home but why wait a year motherfuckers to do that shit y'all should have thought about this before like like actually really y'all should have thought about this before this happened what if a disease like do we have a plan intact just in case this may happen to us that's the way I look at things like that if I was you know a business owner and I had employees what can I do to make sure that my employees are safe and sound just in case something like this could happen and it could spread but they didn't really think about that because obviously they didn't give two shits about their employees. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this bull- bullshit ass job. I'm not going to deal with this, this, this raunchy 
white dick sucking motherfucker anymore. I'm gonna quit. And the with me, at every single job that I've worked at, I make sure that I do my job and I take my ass home. And they always seem to want to ask me to stay. Fuck off. Why would you think that I would want to stay in this type of establishment where you treat your employees like shit? And it also affects my fucking mental. Why would I want to keep continuing to work for a person like you? Like, why the fuck would I want to do that? I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. I was this. I was so close to fucking cussing somebody out. So close. But I say, you know what? I'm too good of a person for that. And I'm going to leave respectively. And that's exactly what I did. Now, the next job after that, after I left that job, I was doing something that I enjoyed doing and I loved, which of course everybody knows I'm a pastry chef. So I'm going to call out this place and you know what? I do not care because I will never go back to that place ever again in life. So I was working at uh, a nursing home or a time home, however you want to call it. And I, of course, I was the, pastry, the head pastry chef because I was the only one. And then going into it, and I'm going to call this business out. It's called the Cohen Home. And I would not recommend anybody taking their family members there at all. Anyways, um, like I was saying, I was the pastry chef there. Okay, and I was, you know, doing the pastries for them Monday through Sunday, which, again, I enjoyed. I enjoyed giving, you know, the... You know, the old people, something sweet, something for dessert. I didn't mind doing that. I love that. But the way the employees were treated and how some of the the nurses were acting, I didn't like it. Because as I stated again, I'm very observant of my surroundings, especially when I work at my job. I'm very observant. So... And to me, working there was not what I expected. When I first got there, it was cool, it was dandy, and then I started working there, if you understand. So when I went first got there, I was doing pastry chef for like a month. I was getting the hang of things, learning things, all that jazz. And then it was like, oh, Erica, well, we need you to be a server. I'm just like... Okay, I can help out for the time being, but I can't be doing this. This is not what I signed up for. So, I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll do it for a minute. And then, you know, at some point, I was like, fuck it, I don't really care, I don't mind going out there talking to the residents. It was fine, it's cool, I didn't care. But the managers there, one, they didn't give a shit about the employees because working in the in the in the kitchen and the dining room was fine but my thing is you having two or three people working in the dining room and not hiring more people doesn't make any sense then those two people end up leaving and you don't have a backup plan to have another server or two or three servers to help that one server out. Now that server has to do everything by themselves, do the laundry, you know, 
serve drinks, pass out the food, do basically do breakfast, lunch, and dinner by themselves. And I just, I just, I just couldn't condone that. And I said, you know what? I gotta go. I'm not gonna stay here and deal with this bullshit. When you have a manager who doesn't listen, doesn't give a shit about their employees or try to get them help to make this more productive and more, you know, like more productive for the dining room and make sure the residents have a pleasant time when they come and eat their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then when it comes to the nurses, now the time that I was there, I've unfortunately noticed so many deaths and I, when I tell you I'm not my mental is not good with when it comes to death so that kind of messed me up a little bit because I'm not used to that I'm not really good with seeing dead people that's it's not my thing I'm a very I'm an empath so I feel a lot of emotions so it wasn't good for me to deal with that shit but I try my best to get over it but honestly, the nurses don't give a shit about the residents at all. And from the time I was there to the time I left, I think about 20 residents died since I was there. And it, it really comes to show that that place didn't give a shit about the residents' health or well-being. So... In my eyes, I really, truly, honestly feel like that place should be shut down because I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't recommend anybody take their family members there. And what I also noticed that is the the family or the children were pretty much waiting for their parents to die just to probably just to get their money. And it's, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And I, again, I wouldn't recommend anybody taking to taking their, their family members to that horrible demonic place because it's, it's bad energy there. So much bad energy that I can't even fucking explain how bad that place was. It's like when you walk in that place, all you feel is dread and sadness. It's, it's a horrible place. And Again, I would never in my lifetime work at that horrible place again. And that's it. That's it. I don't care. It's, I again, it's not a place I would recommend anybody work there or take their parents to. But enough of that place. What I've come to notice, notice right now at my current job is how people are positioned there and when I you know first applied I I basically told my boss that hey I want to be a pastry chef that's what I love doing all this stuff was like no well we're gonna put you in prep I said okay I'll try it and then I thought I was gonna be moved to pastry chef but I haven't because I've been there since April and you know what right now I don't care anymore because I'm I'm I feel like I'm too good enough for them to do pastry I know I know my quality of taste and I know how good I am at pastry so I know I say you know what 
y'all don't deserve my my treats. Y'all don't deserve my baked goods. Y'all don't deserve any sweet thing that I make. I'm gonna keep doing your prep shit, and then I'm gonna leave. Cause right now, honestly, the way that everybody's placed, I can see honestly how my boss treats people a certain way, and honestly, truly, honestly. I think you might be racist. And don't get me wrong. I love the food there. It, the The restaurant is beautiful. The food is good. It's nice. But it's some people there I don't feel right about. Because and I also think it's uh, colorism there. Because I've also observed how he has certain servers working like, he doesn't have, like, dark-skinned servers there. It's mostly white or, like, a lighter toner type skin to um to the servers. And there, honestly, with my hand, I can say it's only five black people working in the kitchen. And the rest of them are either white or Hispanic. And being the observant person that I am, I can honestly say... That I think my boss might be racist. And you know what? Like, to me, no matter what place, what workplace you go to, there's always going to be some racism there. Everywhere you go, no matter where you go, they can say, oh, I'm not racist or I I love black people, all this other bullshit. But deep down, every workplace that you've be at what that you are at and there's white people there they're racist I don't care if they say they're not racist but they are because deep down every white person does not like a black person I don't care there may be some white people out there who are married to black women congratulations to them but in my eyes deep down in their very pit of their soul in their white history, they're racist. It's something in their blood that makes them, and I, I don't care, this is my opinion, they're racist. And I keep saying this to honestly to make people understand when I say it. Black people don't want to be here. Yet again, we were stolen. We were kidnapped from our birthplace. Our ancestors were kidnapped from our birthplace and we were brought here. We didn't ask to be here. Y'all white motherfuckers stole us from our birthplace. We did not ask to be here. Honestly, America is the worst. I don't know how many times I've been said this. America is the worst place to be. Honestly, this whole fucking universe is the worst place to be. It's constantly shooting, constantly bigotry, segregation everywhere, negative shit. And it honestly, it's the worst. It's the fucking worst. Especially when you when you think that you're fine, but you're not. And it irks me constantly irks irks me every single day I fucking wake up like why 
am I in this horrible ass universe where I deal with horrible bosses, shootings, racism, sexual harassment, rape, all this other stuff. Why? I feel like my soul is supposed to be in a different universe. And I constantly say that to myself. I'm going to get through this day. I'm going to be fine. But the other side of me is like, bitch, this is trash. This universe is fucking trash. I hate it. I fucking hate it. But um, enough about that. But one issue that also happens in the workplace is sexual harassment. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough and people think that's fine. But honestly, it happens a lot, especially in the workplace, especially working in a restaurant. You don't know, you know, like I've, trust me, I've noticed that a lot, especially working in a restaurant a couple of times and, um, it's, it can be difficult and especially how men talk to women in a certain type of way. So how do you know, like, if you don't know that you're being sexually harassed at the workplace? Honestly, repeated compliments of employee commenting on attractive others in front of employee, discussing one's sex life in front of an employee, asking employee about his, you know, his or her sex life, circulating new photos, making sex jokes, sending sexual suggest- uh, suggestive, leaving unwanted gifts, spreading sexual rumors, repeated hugs or unwanted touching, all that type of stuff. That would be like sexual harassment at the workplace. Now, going down the line with me, and I honestly wish I should, like, I I should have said something, but at the time I was like, whatever, it's whatever. Now, one time when I can, now I see that it was sexual harassment was when I was working at a church that told you guys about, like, the very first episode, um, and... It was one of my coworkers who tried to kiss me, and I was like, no. It was another thing that he said also when he came into the break room. He was just like, he said something about my boobs. I'm just like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. And then one of my ex-best friends who was working with me at the church, she had told me about the same person was in one of the rooms with her and he pulled out his dick. And I was like, okay. That's what we're doing now. I just, I just feel like men just think they can just do or say anything they want to a woman and don't give a fuck about it at all. And it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, seriously, you really honestly think you can talk to me any type of way? 
Like, I feel like I'm going to put, like, high, like, a hidden camera somewhere, like, in my bra, like, a mic. So, every time, like, I work at a workplace, some guy say something sexual, bitch, I got you on camera. I heard what the fuck he said. And with me, I have a problem, like, and I can't help that, but I can. I'm a Libra, and so I'm very, like, tending on, like, flirting, and I really, I can't help that. I mean, I can, but I can't, like, it's... It's annoying with me. Like, I have it. I'm prone to, like, flirting. And it's bad on my part. Because it can get me into, like, a bad, bad situations and shit. But I try to keep my distance with a minute work. Because I don't want to deal with, you know, horrible situations that could possibly happen to me again. Um... But some stories dealing with sexual harassment um, is one. Her name was Elena. She was an executive assistant. Her boss, Aaron, Aaron, frequently asked Elena to join him for dinner after work so that they can go over his agenda on other items. And these conversations quickly turned personal when Aaron asked Elena about her dating history and sexual preferences. Sorry, during the work day, Elena catches Aaron staring at her for a long periods of time while she works. Aaron sends a little late night text saying that he liked what she wore at to work that day or that he can't stop thinking about her. Aaron also makes a habit of stopping by Elena's office after everyone else has left for the day to complain about his non-existent sex life with his wife. Elena makes it clear that Aaron's conduct is not appropriate and tries to leave, but he stands in front of the doorway, doorway saying that he just needs someone to be nice to him. Aaron's unwanted attention and sexual conduct continues to escalate over the course of several months. So again, that is one example of sexual harassment that can be identified, especially in the workplace. Now, side note. Many people may find their potential significant other in the workplace. Because what I've also noticed that with me, if I like somebody at my job, I mean, you're going to be prone to, I mean, if you find that person attractive and they find you attractive and all this stuff, you're most likely prone to go out with that person because, as our statistics say, if you see that person probably mostly every day you're more likely prone to be attracted to that person whether you notice it or not and to me I have noticed it especially when I was talking about he's never gonna hear this name David um at the church um you know saw him a lot and I was Eventually, I was, you know, attracted to him, and I didn't go through with it due to the fact that I was his supervisor, so that, to me, that would have made it kind of weird, so I was like, I'm not going to go on with this. I said, if I leave, then maybe, so when I did end up leaving the church, I told him that I liked him, and y'all know the story, whatever, if y'all heard the second, the first, second episode. Uh, you know, he told me he liked me, and uh, and I really honestly wanted to go out with him, but 
it didn't work out. And I knew that he liked me because we would always be alone together sometimes and we have deep conversations and shit. But that's neither here or there. We're not talking to him anymore. But like I said, all in all, in the workplace, it can be somewhat overwhelming depending on how you see things or how you're being treated or how people talk to you. It can be over. It's a very overwhelming, especially for your mental state and your physical state and how you eat and your health, all that stuff. Because honestly, I barely eat at work. I eat one meal a day and I'm on my feet probably like 10, 10 hours, 10, 12 hours. I remember one time I was... I was there from eight to eight or eight to nine. It was just terrible. And I didn't I didn't eat anything the next day. Like I didn't eat anything when I got home. I said, I'm too fucking tired to eat. And it was ridiculous and I felt horrible. But I must end it with this. Like it's very important that you be very mindful of how you're being treated and how people talk to you at your job because you have your own mind because at the end of the day if you leave they're going to replace you so basically they don't give a shit about you because to to them you're you're replaceable they can have anybody take your spot if you end up leaving really honestly truly but yeah but Today, my friends, we're going to end it with the poem. I have to fight for me. This place ain't worth my mental, physical, critical. Co-workers ain't shit. Boss ain't shit. Do I have to sit and bleed working for the man when I need to be working for me? All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that. Again, if you ever want to talk to me, I would absolutely love that. Seriously, I would absolutely enjoy wanting to talk to you guys and see how your mental and your physical, everything is going for you. How are you feeling? How are your relationships going for you? I really want to know, like I really want to talk to you guys because I feel like we're on the same boat. If you're going through shit, we're all going through shit. This world is full of horrible things so like I said if you have anything to say I'm like always here to listen I'm an open book I will speak my mind and not give a fuck if anybody likes my opinions or not I'm gonna talk but yeah guys so please again make sure you do follow me on my social media platforms and if you have anything to say to me I will gladly like it. It'll be much appreciated. But um, yeah, so I'm sending all of my love to each and every one of my listeners that do stay tuned in with me, Zodian. But again, this has been therapy session with me, Zodi. I love you guys. I'm out. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Therapy Session with me, your girl Zodi. Make sure that you follow me on all my social platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also follow me on Spotify. Again, this is Therapy Session with me, your girl Zodi.